Coming up, a book at bedtime. Alan Hutchison reads another extract from a series of bedside books. What books will you read this summer to make you think? The sunset. The sunset. The sun. The sunset. The sunset. Was what was was. The sunset was. Dying, 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 over the hill, hill, hills, 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 hills. Summer is the time for many fun things: catching up on the garden, heading to the beach, exotic vacations in foreign lands. But the best thing about summer: catching up on books you've always meant to read. Then Ned. The end. It's a philosophical summer reading list. Coming up on Philosophy Talk. What books should thoughtful people like you read this summer? Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything, well, except your intelligence. I'm Ken Taylor. I'm here at the studios of KALW San Francisco. My colleague John Perry is taking a well-deserved summer break. Today, it's our annual summer reading show. Now, I'm going to spend most of my summer, I have to admit, not reading, but writing. I've got a big book to finish. But with your help, we're going to put together a list of deep reading that other you and others might want to dig into, and I might join you too if I find some extra time. I'm also going to talk to a couple of special guests with recommendations of their own. Among them, our film critic, Leslie Francis. Leslie has been really gripped by the new TV series, The Handmaid's Tale, based on Margaret Atwood's novel of the same title. And she's got lots of thoughts about film, fiction, and novels. And she'll join us later in the show. Our roving philosophical reporter, Holly McDeed, has been starting her summer reading by going back to the source of one of this summer's most successful blockbusters, Wonder Woman. Now, Wonder Woman is the first female-driven superhero movie to hit theaters since, I don't know, 2004 when there was Catwoman and 2005 when there was Elektra. Before it became a blockbuster movie, though, Wonder Woman was a very successful comic book, a.k.a. graphic novel, and it contains lots of deep thoughts about women and truth. Holly files this report. When Wonder Woman hit the theaters this summer, some movie critics were like, Merciful Minerva, finally proof a female superhero can own the box office. Here's Wonder Woman fighting a villainous German soldier. As magnificent as you are, you are still no match for me. We'll see about that. And here she is, encountering and resisting gender norms. Etta Candy, I'm Steve Trevor's secretary. What is a secretary? I go where he tells me to go, and I do what he tells me to do. Well, where I'm from, that's called slavery. I really like her. Other movie critics were like, Aphrodite aid me. This scantily clad woman is not my feminist icon. But if you want to understand the evolution of feminism, the Wonder Woman comics are actually a good place to start. There's always been this interesting tension of how do you deal with Wonder Woman as a feminist icon. Jacob Held edited the new book, Wonder Woman and Philosophy, The Amazon Mystique. Since her first comic book appearance in 1941, Held says, Wonder Woman has always been a complicated symbol of feminism. Especially when you start looking at runs that really hypersexualize her. 
and then you start going, okay, now is this just Superman for adolescents who don't have the courage to buy Playboy? Why, why does she have to be in that outfit? That outfit is clearly not battle-tested, battle-worthy. Batman gets armor, she gets the thong. But hey, womanhood is complicated, and philosophy knows it. Different chapters in Held's book explore the ideas of French philosopher Simone de Beauvoir through the evolution of Wonder Woman. In The Second Sex, for instance, de Beauvoir writes that women, like Wonder Woman, are torn. Kind of pulled in two directions, either try and be an authentic self and end up struggling continuously against these norms that are imposed, or accept the norms and try and, you know, maximize your position within them, but recognize that you're always constrained by the norms. As de Beauvoir writes, one is not born, but rather becomes a woman. Superwomen are similar. Valerie Estelle Frankel writes about Wonder Woman's creation in her book, Empowered, the Symbolism, Feminism, and Superheroism of Wonder Woman. She says William Moulton Marston, a Harvard-educated psychologist, wrote his Wonder Woman comics in order to unleash his own ideas about gender identity. Women are just... All right, this is Marston, not me. Women are just supposed to be so charming and alluring that when men meet them, they decide that they want to be this obedient, peace-loving kind of man, and so they create a better, more peaceful world. This was during World War II. Marston thought there was too much blood-curdling masculinity in comic books and in the world. He had this theory that women's loving kindness led to submission, and it showed in his Wonder Woman comics. There was an awful lot of bondage. But even if Marston created a fetish, he also created an icon, a fully empowered female superhero. She was a woman who, in fact, was an inventor, who built the invisible plane, who could do sports and horseback trick riding, who didn't have so much divine gifts as she practiced really hard to be able to bounce bullets off her bracelets. But it didn't last. When Marston died, the bondage imagery went away, and so did the feminism. The 50s had a new message, which was, okay, the men are back from the war and they'd like their jobs back. Women, could you please put on a knee-length poofy skirt, go back in the house, mop the floor in high heels with a loving expression on your face. We need wives and mothers. We no longer want superheroines. It wasn't until the 70s that political organizer Gloria Steinem came to the rescue. Steinem founded Ms. Magazine, and its first headline read, Wonder Woman for President. Suddenly, Wonder Woman had her superpowers back. The Wonder Woman TV series, starring Linda Carter in her star-spangled outfit, soon followed. You again. You're the real Wonder Woman. Don't make me prove it. Since then, Wonder Woman as a comic book character has kept her superpowers and feminist philosophy. When philosophy professor Jacob Held saw Wonder Woman on the big screen, he thought about the human condition and got a little existential. If Wonder Woman was fighting Ares down the street, you'd go, oh, and what do I do all day? I go to work and teach philosophy. She's fighting Ares. Praise the all-wise Athena, Wonder Woman, the philosophy, and the original feminist superhero is back without the bondage. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Holly J. McDean.